Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello everyone, Poker and Politics here. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about the Trump tax returns, uh, rich man's trick, and we're going to finish the exciting first 72 Q drops to uh, see the story that was pretty much all Q ever meant to tell us before they um, lost their shit and then decided to just be a bunch of grifting dirtbags in perpetuity. Uh, first of all, um, it is now the 10th, and Q has not posted since the 6th, the 2nd actually, and I had someone ask me, is this typical for Q to uh, take vacations like this? And the answer is yes. Q is a part-time world-saving super spy, superhero, a champion of the world. He does not put in a lot of work all the time. I mean, Q has been very frenetic up until this point, but at some point, Q hits a wall and stops writing stuff. And this is just the way Q operates. They take breaks. They go missing for weeks at a time. And it's really funny because... Especially now. I mean, the world has always got something going on, especially with Trump as president, just constantly stepping on rakes and creating scandals and just being a general fucking moron. So you would think that there would be a need for Q to be out in front of this stuff and uh, reporting on what's going on and letting us know, giving us the inside dope on what is actually happening in our world. And what is really funny is Q is incredibly absentee. Q is so lazy. Uh, When coronavirus uh, broke out, Q was sporadically posting and really didn't get into coronavirus for a long time. And this allowed QAnon to go off on their own little ideas and theories. And it was a white hat operation to arrest Tom Hanks. 
this, that, and the other thing. And then when Q finally, like, did show up to talk about coronavirus, it was... He just blamed the he just blamed the Chicoms. It was just the Chinese poisoned us. They're just monsters. That's all this is. He had a very flat, very uh, un, uneventful, unimaginative uh, explanation for what was going on. And QAnon ignored him. They just kept talking about the dumb shit they were talking about. They kept typing up the mole children. This, that, the other thing. They didn't really want to just do the whole the Chinese are poisoning us and they're bad and we hate them. Because it wasn't fun. It wasn't exciting. It was dull. So they did their thing until there were no mold children and there was no uh, arrest of Tom Hanks. And then begrudgingly they rolled around and accepted the Shycom plot as being the uh, preferred narrative because it was just all they had. And Q's first mention of coronavirus was uh, March 23rd, 2020. And it had been going on for months at that point. And... Q was incredibly lazy in this period of time. From February 26th to March 9th, he didn't post. He, he After the 26th, he stopped. He didn't come back until March 9th. So that was a long window. It was like a 10-day gap where he didn't post anything. And then from March 9th, he didn't post again until March 21st. And all he posted on March 21st was a link to a YouTube video. And that was it. And then he finally woke up and started posting again March 24th, uh, 3rd, and then he took two days off, the 26th, 27th, and then he gets into a rhythm and he starts going crazy, and then he takes a week off from the 28th to the 8th of April, and this is, and, and after that, then he, he was really in it to win it at that point, and he was posting a lot, and then mid-April, up, oh, got to take another eight-day break from the 18th to the 26th, and... And this is this is inevitable. It's just such a weird thing about this guy that he is basically in charge of an internet cult and everyone dances to his tune, yet he's really not a very good keeper of the flame, as it were. He's very much uh, uninspired, very much not really uh, concerned about actually... Uh, pushing the narrative forward and giving people stuff to talk about. And so you're left with with these moments like we have right now where QAnon is rudderless and confused. And you would, again, you would think with uh, the Trump tax return case uh, being heard today and uh, most people saying that Trump lost badly I mean, there are those who are saying that he was able to delay this and drag it out, so that's kind of a win for him. But you would think, again, with a situation like this, where it looks bad for Trump, that Q would be here with the spin, with the the sell job for the, his the, the fans of Trump, that he would be able to uh, allay their fears and make them feel better about things. And he's not, he doesn't. Because Q really doesn't uh, worry about uh, the day-to-day uh, crises of QAnon. He doesn't really care 
about um, the fact that his fan base is a bunch of neurotic paranoids that have been driven insane by him. Uh, on June 13th, he posted, then he took a break until June 18th, and that was the last, it looks like that was the last break that he really took before this one. Yep, he was pretty much posting all the way through the end of June, and then July 2nd, and now we're in another lull. He posted a ton of stuff on July 2nd, and then he was like, hey, you know what, I've done, I've done enough. I've, I've riled these people up good and plenty, time to get out of here. So we're now, in, again, over a week with no Q-drops. And with the election rolling along, with coronavirus exploding all across America, with so much, um, we're now like three weeks away from the uh, bonus unemployment ending, and a lot of people are going to be really hurting. You would think with all these different crises surrounding us that now is the time for Q to like stand up and be the champion of his people. And, you know... Nope, nope, nope. Old Jim Watkins got to feed his pigs and work on eight coon with Ron and hash out whatever plans they have for the board after Trump loses. Because Jim has said that he thinks Trump's losing and that'll be the end of Q. So, yep, that's what you get when you have an inattentive and uncaring uh, god, emperor, super secret spy guy in charge of these kinds of things. So, uh, from that, we go to the fact that Trump lost the case. Uh, And now the Supreme Court has ruled that he gets to defend himself as a private citizen in court against a subpoena, and that's all he is. He is not a special. He does not have any actual further rights to uh, deny the uh, subpoenas of his uh, taxes and whatnot, will you? So, uh, we have a democracy still, which is nice. We still have three co-equal branches of government, which is great. So, I feel like this is a good thing. And um, I understand the people who are frustrated that the Supreme Court didn't say, give them the the forms right now, you you dirtbag. But the thing is, is it's like... Aren't we all baked in at this point? Isn't this kind of isn't this election kind of locked in? I mean, the only people I know of that are not like kind of locked in are basically hard leftists that want to that have to make the decision whether they're going to bite their tongue and vote for Biden or, or they're going to stay home. Like that's like the community that's really on the fence about this. And they're on the fence about either voting uh, for Biden, basically as an anti-Trump vote, or declaring that Biden isn't good enough for them and they're going to stay home as a result. And and so I think the cake's already baked on this. I think that people have their beliefs in their head. And if it came out that Trump was up to his neck in Russian money from his tax returns... He would just scream fake news, hoax, blah, 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 and his followers would buy it. His followers would uh, roll with that. They would accept it. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to just freak out and go, oh, my God, Donald Trump's taxes are so bad, I can't vote for him now. So I'm okay with it. 
And also, I mean, to me, this also kind of makes it a thing where now Trump has kind of a reason to lose this thing. I mean, because if he wins, now New York is going to get his tax returns at some point in the first year of his second term. Congress is going to get his tax returns. And he's going to be raked over the coals over all of this very publicly and it's going to be very ugly for him whereas if he loses the whole congress side of this thing probably goes away because the democrats are going to be trying to push their agenda forward they're not going to be trying to punish trump for his transgressions i mean they should but it's really hard to uh, do these things because legislating is by design difficult. The founding fathers wanted it to be hard to pass a bill and make it a law because they didn't want people passing laws willy-nilly. They wanted it to be a very measured, very thought-through situation where you will see a problem, you need to remedy it, you work out the best possible remedy you can, and then you run that through the House and the Senate, and then if the bills are slightly different, you got to go to a committee and hash them out, then run, then run the bill back through the House and back through the Senate again, and then send it to the president, and the president signs it. So, I mean, the process is arduous. So if we're working on creating a health care system with a public option, that's going to take a lot of political capital, and it's probably political capital that they don't want to spend on trying to throw Donald Trump in jail. And they're going to have the New York State, uh, New York Southern District, and New York State going for, after him anyways. And Trump would probably rather be be a private citizen on page six, fighting this, than being the president and being humiliated in front of the world for being uh, a poor man who was up to his eyeballs in Russian money. So I'm happy. I'm happy with what happened, and I, I again I understand the killjoys and their rationalizations. I've I accept that. What you know, I accept what they said as being honest in a sincere belief. And uh, Roberts is a terrible monster and all that stuff. But end of the day, this was better than I thought we were going to get. So I'll take it and I'll be happy with it. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't be working to get a better Supreme Court, get better justices on the court, etc., etc. Et so. Uh, End of, the, end of the day, the battle continues. And that's the way it always is in politics. The battle always continues. Until you either just give up and get, go off the grid or drop dead. If you engage in politics, you are engaged in politics for forever. It is a perpetual and eternal struggle. So, that was uh, Q's absenteeism and uh, the Trump taxes. So... Time for a little self-indulgence here, because uh, I watched, like, the first three hours of Rich Man's Trick. I didn't get to the 9-11 section of it, because the first three hours were the Kennedy assassination and a bunch of Illuminati bullshit. And the movie is really bad and really dumb, because it goes into World War One, and it talks about how... The, the scare. They do the whole thing where the evil bad people were playing both sides because that's that's how all these videos operate. They always talk about how the rich and powerful are manipulating everybody to do everything. But in World War One, they talk about how uh, the communist revolution 
in Russia scared the shit out of the 1% ultra-rich, all-powerful people. And they feared that there would be more communist revolutions through all of Europe that would topple their monarchies and uh, expand communism to their nations. So you had this uh, story of like of that of that uh, communism was the was a real threat was a real danger to uh, the Illuminati. Which is very funny because the Illuminati would have created communism by having the Germans send Lenin into Russia to begin his uh, revolution. Now, what they then immediately do is explain that, again, the Illuminati were on both sides of World War II, but World War II was, in the European theater, it was mostly a battle between the Soviet Union and Nazi Germany. It was the major fighting and 80% of all German casualties in the war were on the Russian front. It was this just absolute slaughterhouse bloodbath. And you would think that if the communists were this massive threat to the Illuminati that they had to uh, deal with or else they might lose everything to the uh, scourge of communism that they would have had Hitler knock Russia out of the war or do way more damage to Russia than he already did, which was an egregious amount of damage. But you would have thought that the war would have resulted in not the Soviet Union being a superpower and not leaving the world in then 50 years of the Cold War between communism and capitalism that this massive threat would have had to have been neutralized in some way, shape, or form, instead of strengthened and emboldened. But then in the middle of the movie, like communism becomes just a ploy for the Illuminati to rail against. It goes from an existential threat against capitalism to now just a patsy that the capitalists use to wage their wars in the Middle East and in uh, Korea and in Vietnam and so on. And it's really, like, hilarious to, like, watch how the video does this, where they just suddenly shift on a dime from, oh, no, communism, it's so scary, and all of Europe hates it, to, eh, communism. It's just, a, it's just another system of control for you suckers who don't know the real truth. And it's like, man, that is, that's quite the shift. I mean, that's quite the change of uh, situations. So, we had that happen. And then after that, and this, I mean, because these videos, they're all about just dragging it out for forever. Because they can't just tell you what they want to tell you. Because if they did, you would would not, uh, you'd laugh. You'd just roll your eyes. You'd be, you'd be unacceptable. Like, out of shadows, like the first two thirds of Outer Shadows doesn't even have Liz Crocken in it, and she only shows up at the end after they have like tried to pill you into believing in Pizzagate. And by the same token, this movie, the thirty-three minute mark or so, gives us eight assassins in Daily Plaza trying to kill Kennedy, and then the next thing you know, we're talking about the rise of Hitler as a result of Prescott Bush and Henry Ford. And all this kind of stuff. And then finally, 
at like two hours and 14 minutes, we get back to Daily Plaza. And it's like, really? We had to take like a hundred minute break before you could tell me who killed the president? Wasn't that kind of the payoff? And the conspiracy theory they have for the Kennedy assassination is so fucking dumb. It's literally just taking a bunch of people that they can name from that period of time in American history and then just say they were all in on it, they were all involved, and they all shot at Kennedy. And it's so dumb because they're clods. They're incompetent. The guy says that there were 16 shots fired in Daly Plaza. 16. The witnesses of the assassination, the eye and ear witnesses of the assassination, the only argument they have is three shots or four. Most people say it was three shots. Some people heard four shots. And one of the big problems with the assassination also is that the first shot, most people did not think the first shot was a gunshot. Most people thought the first shot was like a, a motorcycle backfiring or a firecracker or something. And most people believe that nobody was, that the president and Governor Conley were not hit by the first shot. That the first shot was the bullet that hit the pavement and struck James Teague in the face. And he didn't even really notice he'd been hit until after the assassination had been completed. So you have the first gunshot, which nobody reacted to because they didn't think it was a gunshot. Uh, about the only person who really can definitively uh, claim to have heard it, was, heard it as a shot was uh, Governor Conley, because in the Zapruder film you can see him reacting to it, being like, oh my God, that was a gunshot. Someone's trying to kill the president. And he's like, that's why he's turning and twisting to trying to see if the president had been hit, because he knew exactly what a gunshot near the president meant. And um, so the number of shots is, again, pretty much capped at four. And yet this guy just completely blithely just tells us there were 16 shots, which is insane. And it just goes to show that he has no respect for his audience. And he thinks they don't know anything about the Kennedy assassination, so he can just lie to them. And the other thing about 16 gunshots is you've got a lot of physical evidence that has to be covered up at that point. And you have to get really lucky that all the bullets that hit the president and Connolly could somehow uh, be uh, connected in a way that could only implicate Oswald, period. And what's really funny is he stated that the uh, wound to Kennedy's neck and the wound to Kennedy's back were caused by separate bullets. Which means that neither the throat wound nor the back wound were uh, penetrating wounds that exited the president's body. So we have a uh, kill team that have been paid handsomely of the world's best assassins here to murder President John F. Kennedy... And they are shooting at him with such incredibly low-caliber uh, weapons that 
uh, one man hits President Kennedy in the throat and the bullet does not exit the back of his neck. And the, the neck is not a very bony or very uh, massive uh, amount uh, body part. Uh, I would think that if I were trying to kill the president, uh, I would have a gun that would be uh, capable of doing some damage were I to shoot someone and hit them. Uh, and, uh, by, and by the same token, uh, Kennedy is hit in the back by an assassin, and that bullet doesn't penetrate. That bullet just sticks in him. And the, again, he's not being shot with handguns. He's, he's not being hit with a twenty-two or uh, like the, whatever gun Jack Ruby used. These are rifles. These are supposed to be high-powered rifles that are being given to the world's best assassins by uh, men of immense means and wealth. So you would think that these men would give these guys uh, guns that could do damage. Uh, like, like um, just something, like if Kennedy got shot in the back by a real rifle, it would blow a hole out of his chest and very likely kill him. Or if he'd been shot in the throat, that the bullet would blow out the back of his neck and probably damage some major, uh, damage the carotid artery or something on either side and kill him or blow, or blow out his spine and kill him. I mean, uh, you would think that they would have weapons capable of dealing lethal damage and instead... Like apparently they all were given twenty two caliber rifles with uh I don't know, like rubber bullets or something. I mean, it is the the amount of non lethal damage doled out in the Kennedy assassination is ridiculous according to this theory. Uh John Connolly is shot three times and uh somehow these clowns managed to they hit they hit Connolly three times. They hit Kennedy three times. They hit the car twice. They missed half their shots. These people suck at their jobs. They're so bad. And then on top of all of this, the Zapruder film was edited, which is horseshit. Uh, people have argued that the Zapruder film is doctored or manipulated in various ways, and there's really no evidence of that. And on top of that, if the Zapruder film is manipulated... Uh, these cretins don't even get uh, the most important bit of editing. And they don't even bring it up. Because again, they don't really think that the people watching this video know anything. Or that if they do know anything, it's only that Kennedy was killed by a conspiracy and they're watching it for confirmation bias. Because the guy who's doing telling the tale says, this, "Oh, the car came to a complete stop, and they edited they edited that out of the Zapruder film." And there are people who said the car slowed down and stuff like that, but I think that's really kind of uh, an issue of perception in the middle of that disaster. That whole thing about time slowing down in a crisis, I really feel like that's probably what happened to these people: is that they just they they saw what they believed to be the car slowing down because they were freaking out and they were in that combat situation where life is weird and measured in microseconds and everything's like just bizarre. But uh, there was a... Um, 
But the the thing about this improvement film that should have been edited, that they should have talked about being edited, is the fact that when Kennedy is hit in the head, the most obvious and definitive thing that can be noted from the headshot, besides the massive cloud of blood around his head, is that there are two projectiles massively streaking forward from his head, which is entirely consistent with a bullet from the back blowing out uh, projectile sections of skull and whatnot, will you, forward out the front of his head, which, I mean, it's really gruesome and gory to talk about this stuff, but that's what this Intruder film shows. And you would think that these guys talking about how the film is edited would know this and bring it up, but they don't. And what they also ignore is the fact that the Zapruder film shows that the right side of his head is blown off. And you would think that... Um, and you would think that they would bring up the fact that their shot, the shot that they claim killed Kennedy, the storm drain shot, would have been an, an entrance wound in the, side, in the right side of his head and a massive exit wound in the back of his head. And that is not what the Zapruder film shows at all. They just show the Zapruder film in all of its gory goodness and just want you to take them at their word that they're right about this being a uh, attack from the front and that's it. So it's really just playing fast and loose with the evidence and facts of the situation and really just having you ignore what the Zapruder film is showing you except for the whole back and to the left thing which again is a sign that you're a very lazy conspiracy theorist when you use back into the left as your checkmate libs move. Because, again, it really doesn't work. It's not uh, con it's not devastating. It's very, uh, it's very flimsy because bullets just don't work that way. It's just not Hollywood. Uh, people get shot and they fall in all kinds of directions. And if you look at the Zabruder film frame by frame... After Kennedy gets shot in the head, he inches incrementally forward a little bit before the violent head snap kicks in and then he topples over. So, yeah, Rich Man's uh, trick is terrible. I didn't get to the 9-11 section. I assume that they said that the actual conspiracy involved 16 planes and that most of them missed the World Trade Centers. But... Uh, don't quote me on that, because I can't be sure. So, uh, we've got 12 Q-drops left for the uh, conclusion of the first 72 Q-drops. Let's get them done. Q-drop 60. You can count the people that have the full picture on two hands. Of those, less than 10 people. Only three are non-military. Why is this relevant? Game theory. Outside of a potential operator who's been dialed in with orders specific to her, his or her mission. Nobody else has the information. Operators never divulge. Alice in Wonderland. 61. Uh, just world building. They love talking about the 10 people. Whenever anyone says, what is Q or who is Q? They, 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 they regurgitate that answer like, uh, like a parent bird barfing into its child's mouth. Um... 61. Please refer back and collect my crumbs. As discussed, we've anticipated the Twitter and other social media blackouts. Rogue agents slash programmers per sealed federal orders. We quickly tracked and reinstated 
They expect outage, outages periodically infiltrated. If this doesn't signal what I've been talking about, I don't know what will cue. I do believe this is the first time he has signed a message with Q. Yep, this is. This is the first time he ever did it. So that's your little bit of history right there. Q dropped 61 the first time he signed something off with Q. Uh, Q dropped 62. Highly recommended. Someone take all of my crumbs and put into a massive dump. Uh, a single shot. This will be considered the biggest inside approved dump in American history. They are beginning to understand as Podesta's attorney was just notified. All my dumps are being recorded, but again, it doesn't matter. Alice in Wonderland. Where is Barack Obama today? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Podesta's attorney was notified. Now, this is the thing. Q loves talking about how uh, disinformation is necessary, how we have to trick the deep state in order to uh, keep them off balance so that Q can hit them with the big knockout punch when the moment is right. How could this have tricked Podesta or the deep state? They would have, like... Podesta's lawyer would have been like, I, I didn't get called. And he would have, and like, if Podesta was like, hey, did anyone, did you hear anything about anything? His lawyer would have been like, no, I didn't. And the rest of the deep state would have been like, hey, what's going on here? And he'd be like, nothing. I don't know what's going on. They're lying. And the cabal would have been like, oh, okay. He's lying. Whatever. So, I mean, this whole idea that they were setting things up, that they were tricking people. The problem is, is they're talking about engaging those people in things that were happening, but they weren't. So it's obvious that those people know that those things weren't happening. So why are you lying about it? It doesn't help you. It doesn't further the cause. Uh, Q-Drop 63. To those watching, you know who you are. You have a choice to make. You can stand up and do what you know is right, or you can suffer the consequences of your previous actions. Make no mistake, you are on the losing side. The choice is yours. If you decide to take down slash pull and the net, we will be ready. Uh, 4920-A293883Z, capital A, lowercase j, dash 100201920192, Alice in Wonderland. So you just cue blurting out some gibberish code at the end there. 
and then going back to his uh, beloved uh, Alice in Wonderland sign-off. QDrop64, fellow patriots, and being advised actions have created and accelerated counteractions. We have not yet ascertained the scope of the attack. Watch the news outlets. POTUS Twitter takedown was not by accident, as referenced several hours ago. Should the lights go out, please know that we are in control. Do not panic. We are prepared and assets are in place. God bless. I must go for good at this point. Q. He's done. He's out. He's leaving. He has done all he can. He can do no more. And the reason why he's doing this is because they're, they're, supposed, to, they're supposed to arrest Podesta tomorrow. November 3rd is the big payoff. That's when things are supposed to actually happen. And Q knows they won't happen, so he's getting ready to leave. He's like, I'm done. I'm out. This is it. I've uh, pushed this thing as far as I can, and now I'm now I'm calling it a, a, calling it a day. But Q comes back because some people that are working in this grift can't help themselves, and they find this irresistible. So they push on, even though they just said that they were done. And uh, what is interesting is that it is the same trip code that is used in these drops. So it's the same person posting or the same account is posting. Flash traffic. Three-letter agencies embedded tracking slash up-channel into POTUS Twitter location. Twitter to specify target through specialized geo and send his location. We anticipated this see previous post a few hours ago. It has begun. Perhaps more posts to follow as expected imminent departure. So Q's like, hey, things are going crazy. I gotta come back and talk to you for a little while. Uh, a Anon says, let's be clear. You're telling us POTUS is currently under attack by our own intelligence agencies? And Q replies, let's be re- cl- real clear. The CIA just attacked the commander and chief which was immediately detected by the NSA slash military intelligence and alerted to POTUS. Re-review all my crumbs, including yesterday, uh, today, yesterday, weekend. What does this mean? What actions are immediately occurring? If this leaks or if immediate action ongoing at Langley, you'll have your verification ahead of schedule. We're supposed to get a payoff very soon. And again, the CIA would know if they've attacked Trump or not. The deep state would know if Trump has been attacked or not. So, you can't be giving out disinformation when the enemy knows what they're doing. Uh, 67. Where is John Podesta? Where is Tony Podesta? Did one or both escape the country and was let out? Well, if they were, then Q's a fucking idiot. Uh, Where is Barack Obama? Where was Barack Obama yesterday? Q's not very good at this thing. He's asking all these questions. What is the difference between commercial and, and private re-security clearance for departure? Who is the TSA head? Which party did he contribute to? What is of particular interest when researching? How does HS interact with TSA? Uh, Homeland Security. What updated post-9-11 protocols were put in place to prevent stop outbound, inbound, sea-level targets? What local airports are in close proximity to D.C.? What happened shortly after 9-11? Specifically with all aircraft. Who was authorized to depart? Only one plane was authorized during this mandatory forced grounding. Who specifically authorized this? 
What airport does the departure take place at? Why is this relevant? How does it tie together? Podesta's plane has military escort, i.e. tag, and is being diverted, forced down. Okay. Podesta has been forced to land. So, again, this is not misinformation. Q is just fucking lying about this. Because Podesta would know if he was on a plane and if it had been forced down by the military... And that probably would have been a news story that someone would have leaked somewhere that the military forced the civilian plane to the ground so that John Podesta could be arrested. Short delay. This will be leaked. Watch the news. Have faith. What fake news actor will not be on the air tonight? Why is this relevant? What was stated in the past? Where did the hundred? Where did the eighteen billion from Soros go? Why? Can it be used by bad actors, escape bribes, rogue contractors, etc.? Slush fund? Did the U.S. government seize, uh, stop, track other slush funds that prevent or create risk to operate? Why did J.K. travel to Saudi Arabia recently? John Kerry. What is Saudi Arabia known for? Where do the biggest donations originate from? Why is this relevant? What else is relevant in with Saudi Arabia? Safe harbor? Port of transfer. Why was there a recent smear campaign against John Kerry and POTUS? Uh, maybe is it not John Ke- John Kerry? Could it be uh, Jim John Kelly? I don't know. God, Q's use of initials is ever shifting. Why is the timing important? Who released the article? The Council of Wizards and Warlocks cannot be defeated. Nice view up here. So now Q's on the plane. Uh, what data just dropped? Why is this relevant? Huma, Huma, Huma. Where is Huma? That this sounds like a, uh, a system of a down B, B side that just never went anywhere. Huma, Huma, Huma. Where is Huma? Who is Huma connected to? What organization? What is Huma's family history? How did Huma meet Hillary Rodham Clinton? What did Hillary Rodham Clinton say about Huma that demonstrates how close they are? Why are D's dropping Hillary Rodham Clinton all of a sudden? What deals were made secret with select D's? Who can we expose every corrupt politician? 70%. Huma, follow Huma, Alice in Wonderland. God, so dumb. So unbelievably dumb. Again, the Hoover Aberdeen thing is like this incredibly important start of QAnon. Huma Aberdeen is the key to it all. And then she isn't. We just forget about her. Just... That's how this thing works. It's just build something up and then forget about it. Just create a big narrative and then ignore it. And that's that's the really important thing about QAnon is the total shamelessness of it. Just build something up, have the deadline pass, have no payoff, just move right on. Move right on and ignore the fact that you were wrong about that thing. Never, ever, ever uh, go back and go, oh, ooh, screwed that one up. Sorry, guys, tough break. Uh, 69. Godspeed to those who will be put in harm's way. You are the bravest men and women on earth. We will never forget. All share one title in common, and that is the title of hero. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they, com- they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. More Christian identity bullshit. And the final three. Re oh, repost. Uh, so he reposts the uh, JK to Saudi Arabia stuff, and then he goes, um, then he abridges that and says, Martial law declared in Saudi Arabia. Why is this relevant? How much money was donated to the Clinton Foundation by Saudi Arabia? How much money was donated to John McCain Institute by Saudi Arabia? How much money was donated to Pelosi Foundation? How much money was donated to uh, CS by Saudi Arabia? I have no idea who CS could, could be CloudStrike, could be anything. Again, this is the decode you got to figure out to be a cool kid on the Q team. What other bad actors have been paid by Saudi Arabia bribed, not just D's? Why did the Bush family recently come out against POTUS? Who is good? What are the laws in Saudi Arabia versus U.S.? What information might be gained by these detainees? Why is this important? Saudi Arabia, Arrow, U.S. What force is actively deployed in Saudi Arabia? National Guard? Question mark. Have faith. These, the crumbs in time, will equate to the biggest drops ever disclosed in our history. Remember, disinformation is real. God bless Alice in Wonderland, the Great Awakening. Q. Uh, 71. Follow Huma. We've been following her for fucking forever. Where is it going to lead? What's the payoff? How much longer do we have to follow Huma for? Oh my god, following Huma. What connects... Uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton and the Clinton Foundation of Saudi Arabia. Why is this relevant? Who is the mother Muslim Brotherhood? Who has ties to the Muslim Brotherhood? Who is Awan? What is the Awan group? Where do they have offices? Why is this relevant? Define cash laundering. What is the relationship between Saudi Arabia and Pakistan? Why is this relevant? Love saying that. Loves it. Beats it into the ground. Why would Saudi Arabia provide tens of millions of dollars to U.S. senator, senior government officials? Why does Saudi Arabia obtain an exchange? What, does they exchange? what do they obtain in exchange for payment? Why is this access important? What happened when Hillary Rodham Clinton lost the election in 2016? How much money was provided to the Clinton Foundation by Saudi Arabia during 19-16? HRC lost, loss of access, power, control. Does repayment of funds to Saudi Arabia occur? If so, how? Why did Barack Obama send billions in cash to Iran? The Iran nuclear deal. It's been explained. It's not tough. Why wasn't Congress notified? They were. Why was this classified under state secrets? It wasn't. Who has access to state secrets? You're fucking lying. Where did the planes carrying the cash depart from and land? Who fucking cares? Did the planes all land in the same location? Don't fucking care. How many planes carried the cash? Who fucking cares? Why is this relevant? It fucking isn't. What does this have to do with North Korea? Nothing. What does this have to do with Saudi Arabia, Clinton Foundation cash donations? Nothing. What does this have to do with ISIS? Nothing. What does this have to do with slush funds? Nothing. Why is Saudi Arabia so vitally important? Because they have fucking oil. Follow the money. No shit. Who has the money? The Saudi Arabians. The Saudis do. What is happening in Saudi Arabia today? Uh, MBS is cracking down and seizing power. Why is this relevant? Because you just say that all the time because you want people to spin around like puppies, chasing their tails. Who was Abdullah bin Abdulaziz? What events transpired uh, directly thereafter? 
How was POTUS greeted compared to other former presidents when in Saudi Arabia? Why is this relevant? What is the meaning of this tradition? What coincidentally was the last tweet sent out by POTUS? Why is this relevant? Jesus Christ. Why is this relevant? Just I'll never stop saying it. Uh, what was the what was was that an instruction of some kind to who why is this relevant where was POTUS when the tweet was sent why is this relevant uh, I need I want to like this needs to be like a duet where like someone like reads like all the other lines and then someone else like thunders in with why is that relevant <laughs> where was POTUS when the tweet was sent why is this relevant just oh my god! Like some like some like death metal or like black metal band needs to like just like totally go all like fucking screamcore on this shit. Um, what attack took place in Saudi Arabia as operations were undertaken? Flying objects. What U.S. operation? Uh, what op- operators are currently in Saudi Arabia? Why is this relevant? Why is this relevant? Uh, questions provide answers. Alice in Wonderland. He just loves the Alice in Wonderland bullshit. And finally, Q drop seventy two. This is it. Boom. So again, remember, this is six forty four Eastern time, and we were supposed to arrest John Podesta on eleven three actionable eleven four. There were supposed to be riots in the streets. Martial law was supposed to be put in place to allow the National Guard to swoop in and crush deep state. Operatives living in America. Like, this was Ragnarok. This was the cataclysmic battle of good and evil being waged for the very existence of America. The fate of humanity lied in the balance. And now we're on... Now we are in the evening of the 4th and nothing has happened. And... Not looking good... All these big payoffs, we're not getting them. And then Anon says, wait, 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 all caps. Anon just screaming in all caps. Go back to the post about the families that run everything and Trump taking them out. Was one of them the Saudi family? Seriously, because that makes this a happening. I, I remember the phrasing not making sense, but I was like, oh, does he mean that DT took out the Clintons? Question mark. But the Clintons were on the list as remaining, so I didn't know who was taken out. And now Q, having been giving this uh, life raft of an Anon screaming about uh, the Saudi family being taken out, says, very smart Anon, disinformation is real, distractions are necessary, Saudi Arabia is the primary, U.S. is secondary, uh, parentheses, Asia slash EU, Alice in Wonderland Q. So that was it. Everything up to Q Drop 72 was bullshit so that we MBS could take over Saudi Arabia and purge it of the cabal. And that was that was his out. That was the escape Q made. But again, Q talked about Podesta's lawyer being notified that his arrest was imminent. Q talked about Podesta's plane being grounded by military planes. This was these are not this wasn't just lying to trick John Podesta. This was an actual battle between John Podesta and the cabal that uh, ended with Q saying, "Oh yeah, everything I said there, I was fucking lying about it. It was all bullshit, just all total fucking bullshit." 
it's hilarious. It's just absolutely hilarious that like this is the story that he was telling, and that people still buy into this crap. Um, I should probably have to go digging through this and just like find all the all the things where like Q like directly had like action with uh, like his enemies, and it couldn't be misinformation because he couldn't be yeah he couldn't be just trying to trick people because. He said this was happening, that the other side was reacting to him directly because he was doing these things. And he wasn't, because he was in Saudi Arabia helping MBS maintain power, which is what good guys do, right? MBS is a good guy, right? Fucking clown shit. So dumb. So insanely dumb. So that's the first 72 Q-drops. And now it's time for questions, of which I only have two, but one of them is pretty juicy. Uh, Nark says, uh, Have you seen anything from QAnon about Judge Sullivan petitioning the full federal appellate court on the Flynn case, refusing to dismiss, refusing to dismiss the case? Yeah, they're pouting. They're just bitching about it. They're just like, Oh, fuck you, Sullivan. Let Flynn go. He's a good guy. You're a bad man. We hate you. Boo. Boo, Judge Sullivan of the Cabal. You are bad and we are angry. Just the impotent rage of QAnon knows no boundaries. And then uh, Fortier Leonin Lustus. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, whose uh, handle is already great, which I have a chance at actually saying with an underscore. Dude, I have a bunch, but the first one asked me, what is your podcast called? Patriot HQ. I typed it in. Second... How has the writing style of Q changed from why is this relevant era to just watch Tucker Carlson era? I haven't uh, I haven't read all the drops. And uh, finally, how much is the CIA Soros paying you? You can just tell from like the the tone and the like, the design of the drops that uh, Q has just gotten so lazy in the future because. They just don't have that desire to engage the reader and try to provoke uh, reactions. Just trying to get people to uh, buy in on things and try to think about things. They just want, there's a lot more hand holding in QAnon than there was because Q doesn't trust their audience at all. They think their audience is really stupid, and it, this is obvious because Q is just constantly lying to them and bullshitting them so um as a matter of fact so i just looked it up there are 72 posts with why is this relevant in them and the last of them uh was on december 15th 2019 and that was after uh a year and a half gap because the last time why is this relevant was posted was uh june 29th of 2018 so you can see that pretty much uh, January 18, February, March, April. Yeah, he starts just working it in once a month around February of 2018. And then March 2018, April. He does it three times in April. And then June. And then he just gives up. After after June 2018, he's like, eh, I don't, I don't. I'm not going to ask these idiots why is it relevant anymore because they're not going to fucking figure it out. They're dumber than bricks. And then in December 2019, probably some new guy got the access to the trip code 
And was like, okay, I got to find the voice of Q. How do I do that? Oh, why is this relevant? Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. I got to, I got to fit that in there. So he did it twice. He did, he did two Q drops of why is this relevant in them. And beyond that, he, then he just totally went all lazy ass bullshit. Watch Tucker Carlson crap, because that's the main thing about Q that you notice through the uh, new Q era is that Q is much more of an observer than an actor. He's much more watching events than creating events. He's no longer powerful. He is now on the sidelines, just hanging out and just uh, just living his laziest life. So yeah, that's the that's the sad that's the sad saga of Q. That is his existence, his pathetic, weak existence. And the CIA and Soros have yet to pay me, but if they want to, I'm there for the taking. I work cheap. So uh, that concludes the exciting 72 uh, Q-Drop saga. That also concludes tonight's casting of Pods. I will be back late Sunday night with another podcast. And uh, have a happy and safe weekend, everybody. Uh, We'll just get through this one day at a time, I guess. Catch you all later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.